Welcome to a new episode of That Champagne Lifestyle. I'm your host, Emmanuel, but hey, you can just call me M. Consider me your no BS, wellness obsessed BFF, but with a twist. I'm that girl who goes from wearing cute sweats to sequin dresses, from sipping on ginger shots and morning greens to sparkly, bubbly nightcaps. I blast hip hop on my way to a meditation class and just balancing everyday life as a mom, wellness entrepreneur, and true believer that you get to have it all, this, that, and so much more. I'm here to support you navigating all ways to feel your dang best, create a balanced but fab AF everyday lifestyle, and get your shit together. Because here's the thing, we all desire and deserve to feel good, look good, all while having a heck of a good time. So tune in every week for some solo episodes, dear diary moments, curated obsessions, tips, tricks, and hacks to bouge up your game, as well as mind-blowing curated convos with inspiring guests. So without any further ado, let's just dive into this week's epi. Hey guys, welcome back to a new epi of that champagne lifestyle. So happy that you are spending this time with me. As always, I sit down, I just sat down with a big glass of water um, and just like felt so, so, so excited to hop on the mic and talk with you guys. So if you are new around here, hello, I'm M. I am your wellness obsessed BFF, <laughs> always with a twist though, with a bougie twist. I share daily habits, lifestyle hacks, and all ways to feel your bougie best. Um, and that's what I do. That's what I'm obsessed with. That is what my purpose is. And if you are an OG, hey, welcome back. <laughs> so I'm so, 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 so excited to share this week's um, podcast interview because I met someone incredible. Her name is Lauren Megan, and honestly, like, I am obsessed with her. She is a woman who's on a mission to help, like, women heal and unravel and decondition their beliefs and generational traumas and really just want to, like, come from a place of speaking their truth and owning their purposes and receiving, like like endless amounts of orgasmic bliss, you know, we all deserve it. And this is what we dove into um, on this week's epi. She is honestly the, like, I don't even want to say the queen, like she embodies womb health, like womb connection. Like, honestly, I am mesmerized by the fact that we as women don't really know much about the womb and how connected we we are to it and how connected we should be with our womb. Um, we recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago and honestly, like it has changed so much in my life. Like every single day, mostly when I wake up or go to bed, like I connect with my womb and I ask questions to it. And honestly, like I, she is, she will explain everything so much better than I ever will but it has changed a lot for me. Um, honestly, you guys are going to flip the fuck out while listening to this. It is going to blow your mind, um, expand you in so many new ways. Um, she honestly, like Lauren, is honestly such a pure soul. She comes from a place of total embodiment. And you guys know this is my jam. So little like tips and hacks and tricks for you to really know if you are on the right path with your purpose, if you're questioning yourself. I know I always question myself and honestly, like we trust our, like our gut, 
But trusting our womb is next level and she honestly gives you the best advice in this conversation. So I know you guys are going to be obsessed with it. There are so many golden nuggets in here. You guys are going to re-listen to this episode. I promise you that. I just spent the entire morning re-listening to it because like I said, we recorded this a month ago. Well, not a month ago, like a couple weeks ago. Um, And honestly, like just the takeaways that I've reconnected with listening to it this morning it's the best so prepare your notes prepare to jot down some life-changing advice prepare to be obsessed with lauren uh definitely slide into my dms if you have really resonated with this episode i always love getting your feedbacks because it gets me really inspired to connect with other women who should be on the podcast that you guys want like this type of advice from like are you guys more into the woo the habits the lifestyle the health hacks the money mindset like what is it that you guys want more of definitely slide into my dms let me know i am wishing you a fantastic start to your day fantastic start to your week wherever you're listening this to fantastic start to resetting your vibes i love you enjoy and we'll talk soon hey guys so this week i'm with lauren megan i actually met her very randomly uh we were connected through a comp like a a friend of ours um and i'm so happy that she connected us because honestly we've been talking for the past five or ten minutes and i am in love with this woman she's an alchemist a body uh, embodiment mentor a healer conscious mother she's a teacher and she guides women into their path of womb-led businesses, energetics, and pleasure. And I have so many questions for this, babe. How are you? Thanks for being on the podcast. I am. Thank you so much for having me. I love you as well. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. And I'm really excited for this conversation. Honestly, like when, like our friend, Emily Kylo, who's been on the podcast like a a few times when she connected us and she was like, you're going to see Lauren is very like womb and woo. And I'm like, okay, let's like, when she's (laughs) my mind is already blown. So I have a couple of questions just to warm up the convo and then we're going to dive deep into everything. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. What are your current mornings, nighttime routines? Okay, this is so funny because I literally just recorded a podcast episode because I, so I'm I'm like in a season of like really expanding my capacity and like stepping into my next level. And for me, it always comes back to rituals and just like we were talking about off it off, you know, before we recorded is there's something so grounding about having a solid morning an evening routine. I even did a day in the life this morning of my morning ritual to post on Instagram. Oh it's my just God. been such a vibe and it's been, it's just, it's been anchoring me in, you know, and I can feel like this manifest manifestation, like really coming into my field. So, okay. So my morning ritual looks a little something like this. I wake up pretty early because I do have a four-year-old and For me, I like to wake up before she's up. That way I can get my day started. I feel like if I wake up and she's up, I'm like playing catch up. You know what I'm saying? So I wake up like around anywhere between like 5.15 to 5.45, depending on the day. And I, you know, do my thing, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth. 
Um, I usually do like tongue scraping and then I chug, I have like always, I fill up a mason jar filled with water and trace minerals. And I just chug that. And for me, it's always really important because I am in the process of like really healing my gut and supporting my hormones in my womb. Like that's high priority. So I usually do like a glass of goat's milk, or I'll do like a little bit of yogurt just to get something in my belly. And then I've been really vibing with like breath of fire, just some sort of like activation, breath work, body practice. And from there, I'll usually go into like a meditation, a visualization, just like really setting myself up for the day of what it is that I'm calling in, my intentions around my business, my offers. And then somewhere in between there, I'll make my coffee. My coffee is also a vibe. I use canned coconut milk because it's the purest form. So nothing with like, you know, the gums, any of the bullshit. <laughs> and I do vanilla. I, I, um, I French press my coffee. So it's a little bougie. I have lines made in it. It's a vibe. And then I do the coconut milk with a little bit of vanilla, turmeric, a little black pepper to activate the turmeric and cinnamon. And I sip on my coffee and I'll usually either journal things out. So if there's, you know, limiting beliefs coming up or doubt coming up, I'll journal that stuff out and, you know, really set the intention of who I am, like these new beliefs that I'm anchoring into my body, or I'll take time, like 30 minutes, just to free write content. That's been like such a big priority for me is just to have that space to write content. Sometimes there'll be an email. Sometimes there'll be a post. Sometimes there'll be a few posts. And then I start my day. Then, you know, I get my daughter ready and up for school. My husband works from home. So we do breakfast together, the whole getting ready together. And then, you know, it's off after I take her to school, I tend to go to the gym. So that's been like another practice that. I've really devoted myself to probably for like the past, like I've been consistent for the past eight to nine months. And it's so cool because I'm like really seeing results now. So that's been, you know, I, I see like, I share this on my stories yesterday is like, I'm witnessing these like compound effects with my body. And it's such a mirror of like the compound effects with business, with their health, with like all of these other things. So that's my morning. Do you manifest while working out? Yeah. And that's, like, okay. That's a game changer. Yeah. And I've been like, so I found on Spotify, some really good, like manifestation playlists that are like high vibe manifestation playlists, because I usually listen to like rap and a lot of the rap songs are like really good, but a lot of them are like struggle to, you know, like the struggle. It's a lot about like the struggle or just kind of, you know, sometimes the lyrics are, a little bit like more low vibes. So I've been like really intentional with the types of songs I'm listening to and just like getting in this like energy. Like I see my manifestations and I just feel them anchor into my body. And then I've also been really loving the sauna. So my gem has a sauna and I usually go in there for like 10, 20 minutes and I might do like a meditation or I'll just sit there or like content streaming in. So I'll like you know, have my notes open and just channel things through. And I just, I like spending that first part of my day, just so in my vision and my manifestations of what I'm cultivating. And it gives me the opportunity just to like really anchor into my body, you know, and to create that safety of like, okay, I'm safe to call in more. I'm safe to expand my capacity. 
And it's also, you know, as moms, it's like, that's how I can give as a wife. That's how I can give as like, I notice the difference on the days that I don't show up in that way. And obviously I allow a lot of space and fluidity. I am very, you know, attuned to my cycle. And I know like, you know, late luteal when I bleed, I'm not really like holding myself to my rituals and my practices as intensely, but there is an anchor point to it where it's so easy now just to come back to it. And I just feel better, you know, and I don't know. I just, I feel better. I look better. I like, you know, I turn my husband on in the middle of the day because I'm feeling myself and he works from home. So there's always like a nice little afternoon delight and it's just so fun, you know? So, I love how you and then I'm just that. a better mom. <laughs> An afternoon delight. <laughs> exactly. So then the evening. So, oh, okay. So this is actually something else that I've been like confusing is I go outside and I look at the sun. I sun gaze. For like not even five minutes, I just look at the sun coming up and like it, it's really good for your hormones, but it also just like gives you this natural form of dopamine. So I've been doing things to like really keep my vibration high. So in the evening, I've been watching the sunset and like where our house is, we get a perfect view of like the sun rising and the sun setting from the back. We can see, you know, the sun setting. We have like a little pond behind our house and then I, I've been chanting Lakshmi. So Lakshmi is the goddess of the solar plexus. We're in Leo season. So that it's like this big, you know, Leo solar plexus energy. Lakshmi is also the goddess of abundance. So I've devoted myself back to a 40 day abundance practice. I, you know, call on Archangel Michael to clear my field. I align my chakras. Like I do more in the evening, I do more of like the slowdown, you know, like really connecting back to my womb, my yoni. I might do like a hands-on breast massage practice, a hands-on yoni massage practice, like really just slowing everything down, like really slipping into receivership and just like allowing myself to come back into body. Another thing that I've been doing, and I don't do this daily, I do this a few times a week, is castor oil packs. I recommend this for all women. Have you done them? I am obsessed with castor oil. I've been mm -hmm. like using it everywhere from yeah. head to toe. Castor oil yeah. is my one thing that I've added to my wellness routine a couple of months ago. And I, oh, good. I'm obsessed with it for everything. Yeah. Okay. So you need to add in castor oil packs. So, yeah. okay. They always say like hot girls have gut issues. I think most of us women have gut issues. So it helps for a number of things. Castor oil naturally pulls things like toxins out of your body and your system. So like with the women that I work with and in the hands-on like yoni and womb practices, I always recommend castor oil because as we're doing the hands-on somatic practice, we're releasing any of the trauma and the stuck energy and castor oil helps physically support that in the body. And it's also really gentle on the, on the body itself, but castor oil packs are another way to support the gut and the liver of, and detoxifying. So for women that have like PCOS, cyst, fibroids, all of these things that helps really purify your body physically and release everything. So I've been healing from IBS and, you know, I was having, um, some gallbladder issues. My mother has gallbladder issues. So I've just been using these cost castor oil compresses 
to really support my digestion, my lymphatic system, like everything, you know? So I'm the same way. Like I love castor oil. My shampoo, my conditioner has castor oil. I just like fucking lather it everywhere. It's so yeah. sticky. <laughs> it is really sticky. I know it's it is so sticky, but it's the best. Like I yeah. actually travel with it. Like I went to Spain with like, and oh, I wow. Yes, yeah. I need that. Like it's just something that I'm so grateful to have added to my wellness. Which, like I've known about it for so long. Yeah, I mean Somehow, it's an ancient practice. Yeah, yeah. it like kind of yeah. like find its way back into my nighttime ritual. So I'm really happy that yeah. we're like sharing that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so good. So that's how I like end my night is usually like last night I did a castor oil pack. I'll put like a heating pad on and it just like, you know, creates some heat and warmth. And then I just fall asleep with it without the heating pad. I'll fall asleep with it. And like, you notice the difference, like you're not as bloated, you're not as, you know, like you're not having digestive issues and things like that. So that's like, yeah, that's my evening ritual. Sometimes I'll go to sleep with like a hypnosis or something like that. Yeah. That's, I love that. Like we have some, like our routines, like mornings and nighttime are very similar in many ways. Um, yeah. So I like, I resonate with it. And like, even I'm expanded, like in, in some ways, um, yeah. what would you say actually, like my question was, what's your like favorite wellness or bougie tip? Like something that makes you feel very, very like, like just, you know, yummy good yeah okay so I have been doing this thing where I have like basically like anointing oil and that's been like my anchor for my manifestations and like really cultivating this like queen CEO like matriarchal energy so to me I'm a Taurus. So like, I love anything that and like infuses sensation, you know, like just really ignites my senses as simple as that is like, that's probably like my favorite practice right now. And it's just like a way to adorn myself and just like really, you know, give myself, especially like after the gym, like I'll do my rose water, but I'm going to be honest. I don't shower right after the gym. I'm usually like rushing. So I'll do like rose water, dry shampoo, get myself changed. And then it's like, okay, I pause, I get my anointing oil. It smells like roses. It's like really this beautiful fragrance. And it just gets me like kind of set up into this vibe. Love that. What is your city energy? My city energy. Okay. So I used to love Chicago. Like that was my place. And then actually this time last year, actually had a video call with Emily, my first day in New York. (laughs) I had been to New York, but I went to New York for a business like VIP day with a coach that I was working with. And I also wrote a chapter of a book that I was co-authoring with. So New York, just like, there's something about the energy. Like there's something about, it definitely is like very solar plexus energy where it's just like, there's a fire there. There's so much possibility there. I love how in New York there's, it's like, everyone's kind of like going for something there, you know, like they have big dreams and aspirations and it's just like, it's such a space of possibilities. So I would say right now at this time, like my heart, like my soul's craving to go back to New York. Yeah. My number one. 
Yeah. I just, and there's so much like luxury there. And where I stayed was the Flatiron district. And like, I didn't even know that where I was staying was such like a like high vibe, like luxury space. We went to Italy, right? Like Italy. I was right across the, I was on Italy's block, like my hotel. And I didn't even know my, my girlfriend who travels to New York. I was like, tell me places I should go eat. She's like, you need to go to Italy. And like, I didn't even know. And like, I manifested literally, it was on my block. It was right across the street from me. And yeah, I was just like, and it was like a solo trip. So I didn't have my daughter. My husband wasn't with me. It was just like me. And I love that too. I love being by myself and traveling. I mean, I love traveling with like my husband and my daughter as well, but it just like, it resets my system. So New York's this spot. It hits all the spots for me. Yeah. What's your why? My why? Okay. So I guess I think I have a few whys. The first one is definitely my daughter. I started my business when I was six months pregnant with her and I got into trauma, womb work, this whole, what I do now, because I realized that I was carrying so much generational trauma and it was showing up in the way that I was mothering. And I was just noticing a lot of the patterns of my mother in the way that I was showing up as a mother. So I really wanted to do things different where, you know, I am successful and also, you know, really present. I take care of myself and my body, my pleasure, like all of these things. So she's always like that first why. I think my why's also expanded. And I just like deeply desire for women to know their bodies again. And I don't think that you can know your body if you don't know your womb. Our womb is our first home. Our womb is the space where we, you know, create life and we create everything from our womb. So I work with so many women where they're disconnected from their wombs. They're disconnected from their yonis. They're disconnected from their bodies in so many ways. I think society also pushes that on women where, you know, if something's wrong, you just get a pill, you just get things taken out. Like, so there hasn't really been, and I think it's shifting, but there hasn't really been a lot of literacy and knowledge around, you know, the womb and, you know, what she speaks, how she talks to us. So to me, that's like my big why is really getting that out and then expanding that even more of, I think that when women are embodied and when they trust themselves and they trust the voice of their wombs, they, you know, trust themselves in business and they trust themselves to create the lives that they desire. So I really deeply desire to support women in being wealthy and abundant and in overflow and just self-resourced. Um, so yeah, that's a beautiful why actually, um, here are my, like the floodgates to my question. Okay. (laughs) You mentioned, um, when, when you are in tune with your womb and when you're not Mm -hmm. in your womb, can you give uh, like a couple of examples of what life is when you're listening to your womb and trusting it and when you're not like when you're on and off path basically yeah so when you're connected to your womb and when you're connected to your body I think life feels more in flow and I think that there's this natural rhythm that you trust when it comes to life 
that doesn't mean that there's not hardships in life, but it's like you even trust those moments. So a lot of connecting into the womb and the mysteries of the womb is trusting the fact that as women, we're cyclic. So we're constantly ebbing and flowing and going through deaths and rebirths and just these evolutions of who we are. I believe that when you're connected to your womb, you trust that and you trust yourself in the ebbs and the flows, in the death and the rebirth. And you realize that this is the natural, you know, expansion of yourself as woman. And it's just like with birth, like we can't fully expand the cervix and open ourselves up to birthing babies unless we trust the contractions that come. So for me, that's a woman that's connected to her womb and she trusts the the natural impulses of life and the sensations. And, you know, she feels that in her body. I don't think we make decisions from our mind. I think we're really conditioned to make decisions from, from the mind. But as women, you know, we make decisions by the way that our, you know, our pussy lights up, our womb, you know, expands the way that she pulsates. And I think she's constantly speaking to us. So we'll go to the other side of it, of a woman that's disconnected from her womb and doesn't trust herself and is out of this alignment and attunement to her is, you know, it's like life can feel really, really hard. And I think that's energetically and emotionally where it's like you're, running these, like I used to, I mean, I literally thought I was, you know, bipolar at one point. Cause I was like running these emotional highs and lows. And I remember one of my friends in high school, she like looked at me and she's like, I think you might be bipolar. Like you're just like running highs and lows. And then I realized I was like, well, that's not actually true. Like I'm constantly moving through emotions. I'm an emotional authority in human design late luteal was, you know, quite intense before I actually like connected to my womb. So, and like now luteal phase is so beautiful. I'm actually in late luteal right now. And I have like so much vitality in life. Actually, (laughs) Thank you. I live in Florida, so I'm just sweating. (laughs) It's very humid, (laughs) but it's like, so like the, so a woman that's disconnected from her womb, it's like, you know, it's that victim mentality. It's like life is hard. It's, you know, the emotions take over instead of it being a wave. It's like, if you have a bad day or if you're having a hard time, it's like, you know, you're just stuck in it instead of just like seeing it as, you know, something that you need to look at, or, you know, a shadow's coming up. Maybe there's lack of safety, things like that. Like there's a lack of radical responsibility, I think with women that are disconnected from their womb. And I call this out in like a very loving way because I've walked the path back to my womb. So I can say that, like I've lived that story before. And then there's the physical aspects of women that are disconnected to their womb, right? There's painful periods, there's fibroids and cysts and PCOS and, you know, short periods, long periods, clotting, migraines, headaches, thyroid issues, gut issues, like all of these things are really in response to how, how connected are you to your womb? And that's not to like negate that. I think that, you know, there's things that are happening. And I work with women that have had full hysterectomies and partial hysterectomies and have healed from cervical, you know, cancer and all of these things. And, you know, there's a time and a place for Western medicine and medical intervention. And obviously, you know, 
trust yourself in that process. But I also think it's really hard to trust yourself when you actually don't know what's happening in the body and you're not taking the time to say, okay, well, why am I cramping so intensely? Why am I constantly getting cysts on, you know, my right ovary or my left ovary? Why am I constantly like when I have that day one of my bleed, why is it so excruciating and immobilizing? And, you know, this is like, these are the things and it's really, it's like, I always say our womb will constantly speak to us and she will cry out for us until we take the time to listen to her and to ask her what it is that she's needing and just to, you know, be in reverence with her and in relationship with her again. But again, it's like, we're not taught that as women, we're not taught to know the literacy of our wombs in our body. We've been taught from really young ages to extract that wisdom and it's primordial wisdom. It's the most like purest essence of the feminine. We're taught to give that away. And so, I mean, it starts with birth within itself. I'm like such a advocate around women trusting their bodies when it comes to birth, but it's like the moment you get pregnant, it's seen as a disease. It's seen as something that, you know, you have to like essentially stop your life for. And, you know, you have to have all of these caution. It's like birth is like a cautionary tale where something could like go so intensely wrong. So it starts from there. And it's like, as little babies, like we're being fed those stories and we're being fed like this deep fear when we're women, like we're meant to birth, we're meant to have babies, we're meant to support and sustain life. And that lineage wisdom has just been like washed out of society for so many Okay, I'm just pausing for one quick second to talk to you about the monthly giveaway. For everyone who hits subscribes, give that Champagne Lifestyle podcast a five-star rating and review, and you send us a screenshot beforehand just to make sure that we get it. Um, reposting or tagging us on Instagram also qualifies. You guys get to enter the monthly weekly habit planner giveaway. We are randomly going to be selecting one winner per month. So every time that you enter, retag us, repost us, um, you have have a chance to qualify so don't miss out let's get back into this epi when did it get lost in translation so I think it's hard to say the exact date so I work a lot with like the womb mysteries and I work a lot with Mary Magdalene and you know the story of Mary Magdalene I think is a beautiful like starting point but it ha- was happening before that it was happening in like different ways where we used to have a lot of reverence for the goddess. We used to have a lot of reverence for, you know, the womb and the womb showed up in a lot of mythology, but even that it's like the history, the stories that were told, were told have changed where, you know, the story of Adam Adam and Eve, where Eve, Eve followed the desire of her womb so that we can have contrast here on earth that was actually seen as something that was like deeply evil and a sin, right? And she, you know, manipulated Adam and he bit into the apple and that destroyed all of humanity. But what it created was contrast and what it created was the right for us to choose. And we wouldn't have earth the way, you know, humanity, the way that we have it now, if it wasn't for a woman trusting 
the voice of her womb. And even that serpent energy, that serpent is a representation of the feminine, right? So when we connect to Kundalini, to Shakti life force energy, it's it's the serpent that's uncoiling at the base of our spine that's moving up and is actually leading us to higher states of enlightenment and consciousness. So these are just like prime examples. You have Mary Magdalene who is deemed a whore and she, you know, was actually a, you know, priestess of Isis and she supported Jesus and his um, resurrection. And it was through their tantric practices and her initiating him into the descent. So we have, so just like we spiral up, we're also descending back down into the underworld. We're descending back down into the earth womb and the earth womb's really dark. It's moist. It's, you know, it's just like planting a seed. What does a seed need to create life? It needs darkness, moist, right? So it's like she taught Jesus how to descend into the darkness and how to strip himself of all the layers, all, you know, these human things that make a person wonderful and fantastic and, you know, his magic capabilities and just, you know, who he was, he allowed himself to be bare and to suffer so that he could resurrect back into the light. Or if you followed the teachings of, um, ancient Egypt, he resurrected into his Ka body, which is your light body, it's highest consciousness. And there's so many stories of that, but the feminine is the one that initiates the male into those roles. So it's been, you know, for centuries, we've been told this story that women are evil, that our sexual energy is demonic, that, you know, the power of our womb is just something that needs to be destroyed and not trusted. And these stories live on in so many ways. So I think that, I mean, I have like pretty uh, woo. <laughs> I don't know if it's like woo, but it's just, you know, I think that earth when it, within itself is such an interesting planet. And we've had this divine feminine consciousness before on the planet earth. I really resonate with, you know, Lemurian energy, which is, you know, very deep feminine consciousness. And that used to rule the planet. And that used to be like this beautiful way for, you know, the feminine to heal and this matriarchal wisdom. And, you know, there's forces at play that don't want that to live on. There's forces at play that, you know, it's like, um, women are hysteric women are, you know, and that's the uterus, the uterus, the word uterus comes from the word hysteria. And it's like, women are crazy. Women are, you know, all of these stories of what a woman should be. So a woman shouldn't be trusted and she's hormonal and she can't make decisions. She's too emotional, like all of these things. And I, I think it's a way to manipulate us and take us out of our power. This isn't to say, like, I always want to say this too, because I also am such a, like, I have so much love for the divine masculine as well. And I think that the divine masculine, they build our societies, like they build so much in our lives and they protect us and they're our anchors. So it, it's both that shifting right now as we're getting out of this like overly masculine, this, um, I don't want to say toxic, but it's like the wounded masculine need for control and power and manipulation 
And like, we're stepping out of that. I think we're coming into this synergy, but it starts with women being embodied and connected to their womb. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So how is it different? Because you were talking about earlier about like childhood trauma and like generational trauma and picking up and like trying to like navigate and break free basically. Yeah. And you, I was listening to your podcast a couple of weeks ago and you mentioned the fact that doing the womb work and we're going to dive into it, but I want to know what's the difference between doing the womb work, doing the mindset work, doing the shadow work, because we are taught, I mean, I've done so much to, to break free from cycles and I've done mindset work. I've studied like the mind, like I've done all of that, but until our, like our paths cross, no one has ever mentioned womb work. And I was listening to your podcast and I was just like, this speaks so loud. I want to know why people aren't talking about it, but I want to know what's the difference between the womb work, the mindset work, like where, what are we not picking up here? Yeah. So I don't want to like, I don't want it to ever seem like that is like mindset work or even like just simply like somatic healing is ever like a bad thing or trauma healing in any way. Like, like I started that way. I started in the mind. I started in trying to understand like psychology and uh, try to understand like my patterns. And I still do. I still do hypnosis and I love like EFT tapping and journaling and things like that. But for me, it was like, I could only get so far. And that's what I realized with a lot of women is like, it's almost as though it's like you go and then you're hit with a brick wall. And I was like, there has to be more to this. So it was very like a deep resonance when I stepped into womb work where I, your life. So, okay. So here's the path. This is, I mean, it is such a spiral. So the feminine and womb work, it it all works in a spiral. So I started off as a spirituality manifestation coach when I was pregnant with my daughter, but I made that conscious decision to have my daughter out of hospital. And I was met with a lot of backlash with that. I was met with a lot of people that were telling me I couldn't do it and that it was dangerous So there was something like very deep within me and I didn't even have the language for it yet. That was like, you have to trust your body. You're going to birth her out of hospital. It was a completely unmedicated birth. I was in labor for close to 30 hours. I stalled out at about nine centimeters and she actually went sunny side up for me. So it was a pretty like excruciating birth where, you know, I had intense back labor for like nine hours And there was a moment where I was in the water, I was in the tub and my midwife came up to me and she was like, you are fighting your baby, you're fighting your contractions, you have to surrender, like you have to let go and surrender to your contractions so that she can come out. And everything stopped. I laid back in the water and I saw Mother Mary, Jesus and God. And I was raised Catholic. So up until that point, like I completely, I I didn't... I didn't even utter the word God because I was healing from religious trauma and like that indoctrination, right? So 
I was, I was new of like Mary Magdalene and mother Mary and these energies and the story of Jesus. But I had like such a distorted view of that mm-hmm. where it created a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of disconnect. And, but I, I saw them and I felt them and I felt the presence of God. And I talked to Ellie and I was just like, it's time. Like, I'm ready for you to come out. And I was so scared to become a mom. I was so scared to actually birth her into the world. And I think that my cervix was responding to that because my cervix wouldn't fully open and dilate. And I had a cervical lip, which is all about not trusting and being in control. And that was a theme of my life. So I had this realization of like, okay, this is showing up in so many areas. It's showing up with money. It's showing up with business. Like I want to be in control. I've wanted to do, like I've been this way my whole life. And then I'm witnessing myself as a mother. I'm witnessing, you know, my own mother. And I'm just like, these are the themes of my lineage. Like these are the stories of my mother. And my mom is a Cuban immigrant. So her family came to the U.S. um, in the 1960s after the Bay of Pigs. My grandfather was a revolutionary. So he fought against the communist regime. So in my lineage on my mother's side, which is, I think is a lot of the wounding that we carry as women, we still have those imprints of our patriarchal lineage as well, but it's different, right? Whereas like that maternal line is deeply imprinted within our wombs. As women, we form our eggs in our grandmother's wombs, right? So our eggs are formed within our mother's and our grandmother's wombs. We hold up to seven generations worth of trauma, within our womb space from our mother's line. So I was like, wow, there's a lot of trauma there in relationship to not having a home, not feeling safe, having to come to another country. Like I work with so many women that are immigrants and there's this deep rooted fear of scarcity and lack. So I still don't have the words for it. I still don't have the language for it. But I was also realizing that, and I had gotten into like this psychology of manifestation. So I had started to get into like inner child work and shadow work, but it was so in the mind. It was so in the mind and same thing. And I was creating, I had an experience where I was creating really codependent relationships with coaches and one coach in particular. And I was like, I have to cut that because I felt so disempowered. And I work with so many women who have had that same experience, especially in the coaching space. It just, it happens. I feel like it's initiation within itself of like, you got to trust yourself and you can't hold anyone on a pedestal. Like you are the highest truth. And so about a year into business, I got Reiki attuned and I started studying my channeling So I had this really big curiosity around the energetics and the quantum field. At the same time, I started getting a certification and started studying somatic trauma healing. So I started to bring the inner child and the shadow work into my body. There is still a gap. Beautiful work and fuse both of them. I don't really practice Reiki too much anymore, but it like really opened this and opened up my intuition and my psychic gifts. I realized I was an open channel. Like it was really divine. There's still a lack of safety. There's still a lot of scarcity in my body. And there was just like this, it was like, there was a missing piece. So I started getting into womb work first when I started reading books around Mary Magdalene. Like I think Mary Magdalene came to me first 
And then that kind of explored where I was in this space of, again, I was just like, kind of like looking for something. And I joined a three month, like womb course with one of my mentors, Jasmine. And I joined this womb course and my whole like mind like exploded. I had already like gotten into like the pleasure and the yoni work. And it was like every, like the bridge between the mind and the body and the trauma and the inner child and the healing. It was like, it was all met within the womb. Cause I realized like, that's our first home. Like that's the so base. You, had, you weren't as connect. Like I don't want to say you were green, but you yeah. connected to your womb. You were just starting when everything. I was like, okay. So I was like, I'm trying to remember the timeline because this was really, I was starting to connect to my Yoni before I was connecting to my womb. So I was connecting to like pleasure and I was starting to actually teach that of like pleasure and sensuality and like, yeah, embodiment in that way. And Justin and I, we actually took a year apart when Elliot just turned two years old. We took a year apart and he said something to me that stuck. This is the year that everything opened up for me. He said something to me and he said, and we had been together at that time for 10 years. He said, I know your body better than you know your body. And I took that year to learn my body. So I started doing the pleasure work, but it was very extractive. It was very like, look at me. I would call it a very maiden energy of like, I want someone to validate me. I need someone to validate me. It was until I did the womb work that I stopped being in that maiden energy. I connected back to the inner mother. So this is the womb work as we connect back to the mother energy. And the mother doesn't need validation. She doesn't need someone to tell her that she's enough, that she's worthy, that she, you know, like all of these things. That's when it clicked because the pleasure became about me. And connecting to my body was about me reclaiming my power. And that's like when it all came together. And I essentially, like, it was fascinating because I got really clear with the type of man that I wanted as well. Like I was single at the time, a single mom, and my business wasn't doing very well. I like hadn't signed a client and gosh, maybe a year like a private client. I had had people come into programs here and there, but my business was kind of like in a flat line space. I started connecting to my womb and doing the hands-on womb work. I took the mindset work deeper into the body by connecting it to my womb. I started to explore my cervix, which holds our shadow as women, that connection point between surrender and control. And I started creating like daily hands-on practice, knowing my body, softening. I used to like clench up in sex. I used to be really, really tight. And I did the hands-on work to soften myself, to soften my roots. And I got really clear on the type of man that I wanted. And Justin and I, my now husband, who he never wanted to get married. He was so anti-marriage for 10 years. We got back together. We went to therapy. I told him very clearly what my expectations and my boundaries were in a relationship. We're together. We're married. A relationship is so fucking good. Like I can't, like literally the man that I wanted, he became. Not yeah. because I forced him, not because, you know, 
I told him, you know, what needed, it was just, I just started to embody this energy. And it was like through my feminine power, I invited him in same thing with that Mary Magdalene, Jesus, I initiated him into the King that I desired him to be through me embodying my inner queen and trusting my womb. I took a month off of business in December. When I got back, my first day back, I signed three private clients and I had my first six, six figure year that year. Like everything shifted within my business, within my relationship, the way that I mother, like everything just expanded from me connecting to my womb. That's like the shift that happens. I work with so many women. I mean, I work with really high level women, coaches, women that are making 50K months, anywhere from like 20K months to 100K plus months. And they begin to run their companies and show up within their relationships. I mean, women that were terrified are becoming mothers because of the pressure that, you know, mothers feel or it's perceived that we feel. And they're just able to soften into their body and they're able to heal this trauma that keeps them in control, disconnected, clenched up, tight, like just like holding on for dear life, even though they're successful, even though maybe they can call in money, it's like everything shifts. There's so much more in their power. There's so much more trusting. They're no longer creating codependent relationships with clients or with their own coaches and mentors. It's like, there's just, when you connect to the womb, it's like, you just trust yourself as woman. I think it's because you're no longer playing that game of the maiden. That's you know, looking for validation, looking for someone to save her, looking for, you know, like that knight in shining armor. It's like, you can have the support. Like, yeah, we, I, I desire a king. I desire a man, you know, in his masculine, I desire to feel safe with him and protected, but it's like, I had to initiate myself into this queen, into this full body connection with who I am as woman, get really clear on my desires and, all of that. And it was through the womb work. So I don't know if that answers your question, but it's like, that was my journey and just this revelation that happened, you know, and it was, it was like when I did the womb work and, you know, I've gone through deep mentorship. I have studied as a priestess, um, with one of my mentors, Layola Atara, and she's, you know, more of the crone ship. So she's a little bit older and she, you know, is like this wise woman. And, you know, I've also studied with Jasmine Rose and she's been like such a beautiful guide. So I've had these beautiful women like really come in and midwife me into this journey and into this path. And just, it, but it has always come from this space of like, it's a remembering. It's probably what you feel when you listen to my podcast is like, yeah, I remember this. Like, this is what we're remembering as women is like our womb holds all the power our womb holds all the codes that we desire in our life, but there's such a fear of going there. And I think that fear is the shadow aspect. It's that descent. It's the darkness because listen, if you're not living in integrity with your truth, if you're not living in integrity with like your purest heart's desires, or there's things out of balance, you will, the womb will shake you. And she will call you out and she will call you forward. So the path of the womb is like this big, I mean, it is, it's like a spiritual awakening night of the soul sometimes over and over again, so that we can get into like this illuminated, like 
luminous state of just, you know, being embodied and just being magnetic and inner power and just, you know, this soft energy, but also this fierce warrior energy, like that's the feminine. She's everything, you know? Like, honestly, I have goosebumps like this. This is like full on possibilities. Like you were talking about New York, like way earlier about like how you New York, like everything is just so possible. I Mm. feel that the womb could be like that essence as well. Like the possibilities of what's available to you, basically when you dive into it, like literally dive into it. Is there like to some, like, cause I do, like I was saying, like I've done mindset work. I've done shadow work. I do inner trial. I, I go to therapy. I do somatic healing. Like I, is there any, like, how do you start? Like, do you have any tips for people listening? Like the audience, the mother who's listening right now, the woman who's listening, she's like, this is nice. Where do I start? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the simplest thing is just place your hands on your womb and just take a deep, some deep breaths, close your eyes, place your hands on your womb and just listen, you know, more than anything, what our womb desires is presence. Again, she desires touch and connection So many women, you know, we breathe in our chest, we can maybe sometimes get to our solar plexus, but to really drop the breath down into the womb space, allowing, you know, the breath to even land into the pelvic roots and, you know, our yoni gates, that within itself is so healing, you know, for the womb. So womb work actually isn't like really complicated. It's really simple. So just closing down the eyes, placing one hand or both hands just over the womb space, allowing your belly to hang soft instead of, you know, forcing yourself to suck in or trying to tighten the womb. You have this added layer of fat around the belly, around the womb to protect her. And she's meant to be soft. She's meant to expand. So just feel that natural expansion. And just see for a moment with your eyes closed, if you can bring your breath, breathing in through your nose, all the way down into your womb space. And you can even visualize this light just landing in the center of your womb. And then just releasing, letting it go. And doing that one more time, a deep breath in through your nose allowing the belly to expand, holding your breath. And as you exhale, I'm gonna invite you in just to release with an audible sound, allowing the jaw to hang loose, the tongue to remove itself from the top of the mouth. And just doing that one more time, a deep breath in. and just notice notice what you feel that's all the womb requires is this deep presence is you know just time to connect to her and she requires your breath and she requires you know just acknowledgement and love and acceptance I think the biggest thing with that is acceptance You know, as women, we have given our body away in so many different elements, you know, through sexual trauma, through birth experiences, 
you know, birth control, anytime we have said yes, instead of saying no, like these are all ways where we don't honor the voice of our womb. So my suggestion would be just take a few moments every single day, maybe a few times a day and just listen to her and ask her, begin to ask her, what is it that you desire? What is it that you require from me? And just start to build this relationship with her again, you know, and she'll tell you the next steps. Like she's always speaking to you. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's as simple as that. Even the hands-on practice I do with women is so simple. It's so slow. It's so subtle. It's a focus on breath that, you know, connection like that, you know, just inner awareness of what's happening within the body it's light touch, like a very light touch. And it's allowing the voice to open and to expand and, you know, that audible exhale, the vibrations to come out. And then we move into the movement, the dance, the expression, right? The more, you know, sensual out sensuality pieces of it. But we can't have that until there's full presence and trust with her again. So a simple practice like that begins to build trust with her. And I think that that's what the womb and womb consciousness right now in general is asking is, can you please build trust with me again? Can you trust me so I can trust you? You know, I love that. Like, I feel I can see how easily we were played into mistrusting or like not trusting ourselves yeah like I kind of see it happening right now like I can see the pattern being in front of me like I I'm like honestly mind blown and I've been saying this to you ever since we like first connected over voice notes um is there anything in regards to our cycle yeah yeah Yeah. so this is This is so beautiful because we are cyclic. So I think now so many women are beginning to tune to their cycle, which is so exciting, right? We run on 28 day cycles as opposed to 24 hours. It's so funny because my husband the other day was like, I'm like, behave, I'm going to start my period in a week. Like I'm really not in the mood. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, I never have that. Like, I don't just have like days in the middle, like in the month that I'm just like, not in the mood. I'm just like, yeah, because you're on a 24 hour cycle. Like you're always ready to go. You know? And, and, you know, so that's like one thing is I, I always want to say this for women as we're not always like ready to go. We're not always turned on. Sex is different for us every single day, depending on where we're at in our cycle. And I think that that gives women so much permission. And I love my husband because he actually tracks my cycle with me. And he, you know, understands now because doing this work of like, yeah, I'm just like, it might take longer for me to get warmed up and ready. Or sometimes I just like, don't want it. And before I used to feel so much guilt around that. And now it's just, it's, you know, not even a thing. It's just like, yeah, I totally get that. Right. So that's how we operate as women. That's how we, you know, move through the world. So day one starts with our bleed. So the first day of our bleed is day one. That's really like this internal time when we're bleeding. I always see it as like, there's always a theme of our bleed. And we know that theme by actually looking, smelling. If you're 
brave and curious enough tasting, like actually like exploring your blood and seeing what, what is it that she looks like? What is the color red, right? Is it a lighter red? Is it a darker red? Is it almost brown? All of those things will like symbolize what's actually happening physically, energetically, and emotionally within the body. And yeah, which is also really fascinating because most of us use pads or tampons. So I like to use a cup. And um, the reason why I like to use a cup is because I actually, you know, when I take the cup out, I'll put it in a mason jar. I have like rituals. I give my blood back to the earth. I manifest with my blood. I release the shadow self. I release limiting beliefs with my blood. I do a lot of work with my blood, but my blood's always telling us a story. And this is ancient. We used to bleed in red tents as women. We used to have devotional ceremonies. It used to be of highest initiation for a man to have sex with a woman while she was bleeding because it is such a time where the veil is very thin between worlds. So we're really intuitive around this time. And like, I always feel, especially like day one and two, it's like, I'm like dancing between worlds. I hold my, I held my mystery school one day, day one bleed. And like, literally I thought I like dropped acid or did like shrooms. <laughs> I was just like in between worlds. It was such a powerful temple. And like the women were amazed by it, but I was like, I like looked at my eyes and like, where have I gone? Right. So that's, you know, our bleed time. So then we slip in from there, depending on how long your bleed is, you slip into follicular phase. So this is like when your energy heightens and obviously there's estrogen and progesterone dropping and lowering around this time as well. So our progesterone starting to rise, our estrogen le- levels are starting to increase. And we have a lot of like clarity, follicular phases, like we have a lot of energy, like we're ready to go, the creativity is alive. And then we slip into ovulation and that's like, we're just like, I'm ready to be seen. You know, like ovulation to me is like such a fun, playful time we're, you know, ready to like have sex. We just like, it's like we walk into the room and it's like all eyes on us and we're okay with that. And it's such like this magnetic energy, but ovulation is only really a few days. It's like three or four days where we're like, let's go. You can tell if you're ovulating. So a lot of women, um, I think ovulation is like such a key indicator. So you'll tell if you're ovulating by your cervical mucus and that cervical cervical mucus will show up on your panties. So it'll be like this white creamy color. And, you know, it's it should smell like I love the way my cervical mucus smells. So like those are always like health indicators of what's happening within your body. So then after ovulation, we have like two weeks in luteal phase. And I used to despise luteal and my luteals would feel so long and so like uh, <laughs> and doing this work I like actually really love luteal because I feel so grounded in luteal and it's like my like in follicular it's like I have so much creation but it's like sometimes like too much you know yeah where it's like in luteal it's like I get down to business it's like I can like complete the projects the tasks like get you know So I actually really enjoy luteal and I'm about like, I would say like five to six days away from my bleed. And like, I just, I feel like so good, you know, like still going to the gym, 
I do feel way more hungry. Someone, so like the way that you eat, your turn on, the way that you work in business, like all of the things are affected by your bleed and by your cycle. So, but there's ways to support yourself with it and to like really like get the most through the food you eat and, you know, your nutrition, your workouts, like your energy levels, like all of it also like just honoring it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I take naps during luteal, like this week, I have you and one on their call today. Like there's a lot of spaciousness in my calendar. You know, I just, I just kind of allow myself to be in that energy And then, you know, I'll slip back into my bleed time. I'll say those last one to two days in Ludial are like when, and I see this with so many women that I work with, that's like when the shit comes up. It's like, that's when you're maybe thinking like, I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Right. It's like, sometimes it's like, it's like all like that shadow, but that's the key of what you're bleeding out. So like, I always have my clients. So like I had a client come to me, she's in my mystery school. I absolutely love her. And she was like, I'm about to start my bleed. I feel a lot of anger. I feel like this suppression. She's, you know, she became a mom super young and there are all these things. And I was just like, that's what you're going to bleed out. Like tune into that energy, what's being asked of you. And it's like everything, you know, comes out in the bleed time. So it's like, those last two days of your cycles, like when you really attune to like, where's the scarcity, where's the lack, where's the not enoughness, where are you taking your, you know, giving your power away, where are you not trusting yourself? Like all of those themes come up those last two days. And it's why so many women are like, I just feel so sad or I feel, and it's like, no, there's something to look at. So I don't really, I see this a lot too, even with women that teach like cycle syncing and things like that. It's like, there's so much focus just on your bleed. And it's like, you have to connect to your womb throughout the month because she's constantly speaking to us. It's not just like, oh, let's just take day one off when you're bleeding. It's like, how are you attuning and having this relationship with your womb throughout the fullness of your cycle, you know, and really honoring her needs and her desires And also like not making it mean anything about you when the womb's starting to heal, especially if you have had, you know, diagnoses, it takes time, right? So I went through like a really big healing. I was raised by a narcissistic father. I was sexually assaulted at a pretty young age in my bedroom. And I went through like probably like nine months of a really deep healing of reclaiming my power again and trusting the masculine again and trusting myself again. And I'm just now like coming out of that. So I always say like, it takes time and we have to trust like the way that our womb's wanting to cleanse this from our system and release, you know. My God, I have one last question. And I don't want to skip on this one because this one got me really curious when I was actually listening to your podcast. Okay. Really quickly. How would you explain the difference between trusting our gut? Because we're Mm. all taught to trust our gut and we're, or we are learning to and trusting. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. So I think, I think trusting your gut is amazing, but your gut could also be like fear, you know, like that feeling when like you feel fear, 
right? So that's a really nuanced experience. The womb, okay, this is like an energetic thing. I'm trying to get like the visuals of it. So it's like, okay, hold on. Let's see what the womb wants to say. Okay, so the womb's like, the womb doesn't lie. The womb's gonna tell you the most radical yes or no response and the guts might want to contradict that. But when you connect to the womb, it's like a clear yes or no. And yeah, yeah or- it's like, yeah, it's like that full body. And it's like the yes is like the yoni pulsating. You know, it's like the yoni is also speaking as well. It's like everything within your root system, everything within your body. You get the chills, you get the heart expansion, like your throat opens up. And maybe the response is in your gut, but it's like it stems from the womb first and there's no wavering. When we trust our womb, it's like there's no wavering in our decisions. And we're we're not like outsourcing that, right? We're not running to like a coach or a friend or like a mentor or anyone like that. It's like, this is what I know to be true. This is what I'm meant to create. This is what I'm meant to birth into the world. And it's like, that's it. Done. Well, that was really easy. A <laughs> really yeah. easy answer. How can people stalk you, work with you, drop everything? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't know when this is coming out, but it's actually been channeling in actually since she messaged me, because I've had a lot of women reach out around they're wanting to get more of like the fundamentals of the womb work. So I will be releasing a course probably mid-September and it'll probably be like a, anywhere between like a six week to eight week course. We're dropping this one end of September, early October. Okay, cool. So I'll send it to you because I think it's going to be an evergreen after that. And it's going to be like the fundamentals before going into on their ways to work with me. Um, And I'll share the details, but I'm like really excited about it because I haven't created a course like this yet. Other than that, you can hang out with me on Instagram at I am Lauren Megan and say hi, please, because I check my DMs and it's really me. And I send voice memos as M knows. And yeah, I love connecting with the community. I hold free masterclasses. Like there's so many free ways to receive information. I have a YouTube channel that we're revamping and a podcast, the Womb Wealth and Wellness podcast. So you can, it's you know, so benefit myself. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And um, so my paid ways, so currently I'm not taking on any private clients, but I do have two pathways. I have womb-led CEO mastermind. So that's more of the feminine business. Um, So it's perfect for you if like you're wanting to grow your company, your visibility, your impact and your wealth. And we do a lot of the body-based womb practices to get you into the state of feeling safe, to be seen, to hold more, to, you know, call in your soul aligned clients, be in your magnetism. And then the other pathway is Cosmic Rose Mystery School, which is my nine month initiation for women that are wanting to deepen their feminine embodiment and understand these womb mysteries. So we do a lot of the Mary Magdalene, Isis, Isis priestess work, and there's a live in-person retreat in Sedona as well. So it's, yeah, it's such a beautiful container. So those are my two pathways and um, 
just reach out and we'll chat and we'll see which is the best. Well, we're going to link them in the show notes and okay, perfect. the evergreen as well when it comes out. Like people are going to yeah. be able to have access to you because honestly, yeah. you are unbelievable. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I could talk that. to you all day long. <laughs> I know. I'm so, and like, I love this. One of the big things and why I'm switching from group can like one-on-one into group is because I found like the sisterhood has been so healing for me. And when women come into group containers, it's like that feminine just activates in such a beautiful way because there's something about women connecting, seeing each other in your healing, in the vulnerability, in your magnetism too. Like I used to, I don't know if you experienced this, but like I would feel so timid with powerful women in the room. And when I started letting myself be in those spaces, like I learned how to hold my power in such a beautiful way where it wasn't like, you know, trying to, I don't know, what's the word? It's like not even a word in my vocabulary anymore. With When you fight women, what's that word? What's that collaborate? Oh, competition. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Oh but my God. It's so interesting because when we were doing like the quick meditation, like a couple of like half an hour ago, like the real meditation, I had this idea of like a village, like, yeah. you know, how we were connected back in the day with the village, like women yeah. taking care of one another, especially on our periods or like yeah. when pregnant or birthing, like I would like, it honestly came through like the village, like it's something yeah. that I personally am lacking. And I know I'm not the only one, like as a society, the idea of the village kind of like disappeared, but the fact that, I don't know, it was like really connected to the womb. That is, that, me. no, it is like, that's such a big thing is the village, the midwives, the doulas, like the support with women, um, which is something that I feel like I'm being asked to cultivate again and to bring back, especially in the coaching space, because it can feel really, really lonely sometimes. And even with mothering, it's, and, you know, I feel like we mother in such a similar way. I can can want to meet mother friends. It's like my values don't always align and, you know, it's kind of sticky. And so we have technology now, we have Zoom, we have like all of these different ways to connect with women around the world. I work with clients all over the world and there is this deep level of sisterhood and support and it just, it's so, it's so beautiful. I love it so much. And I used to be like a guy's girl and be like, I don't like girls. I'm like, I fucking love women. They're my favorite. And it's just, yeah. So I've healed a lot and I want to bring that as well into my Well, space. you are honestly like goddess energy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you so you. much you. for being on the podcast, spending this time with me, sharing so much, being open. Like it was honestly mind blowing. And I will have many more questions and have you back on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Emma. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending time listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star rating and review because it helps get the podcast to even more listeners. So don't forget to hit subscribe and pop the champagne. You are meant to celebrate this fantastic life of yours. Mwah!